in the party, Richter! All right, and welcome back to another episode of See You at the Party, Richter. I am Joseph Beck Castro, and with me as always is Aaron Frescas. Hello. And Christopher Chapman. Hello. And joining us this episode, uh, returning from the last episode that we did, <laughs> which he was also on, uh, we have uh, Tommy Lucero. He is a hilarious stand-up comic who you can see on the Smartlies, a sitcom now streaming on Tubi and soon to be available elsewhere, or catch one of his 40 ounces to funny comedy shows around San Diego. And uh, most importantly, he was a contestant on The Price is Right and is a uh, Woo affiliate. Woo affiliate. So, Wu-Tang. Yes. Nice. Killer bees on the swarm. Exactly. I really like it because I over-enunciate everything and I don't mean to. I know that's not the way of it, <laughs> but it's what I do. <laughs> yeah, you just got to like rhyme. You got to like pick up a dictionary and just find a bunch of like four syllable words and then rhyme them together. That's like how you rap as a Wu-Tang member. Or I can just follow ODB and smoke crack. <laughs> that also helps. Yeah. And then you just fucking rhyme nonsense words together. That's what he that does. worked out for him, right? Hmm? For the yeah. most part, I guess. Start start the start the episode off with on a up note, huh? <laughs> well, tank forever, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Just not ODB forever. Man. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was sorry. Oh, oh, the dark humor. <laughs> yes, my soul. But we are going to continue our discussion about the movie Raw Deal. Mm. What's a movie, Joe? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> cut, cut that part out. We're going to be we're going to be continuing discussing Arnold's 1986 vehicle, Raw Deal. Oh, 1986 okay. classic piece of American uh, um, film. That's what that is. It belongs in the Smithsonian along with Arnold belongs himself. In a museum. <laughs> it's not. It's not the Cross of the Covenant or the Ark. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting the Indiana Jones shit mixed up. Yeah. The Ark of the, the Bullshit. That's what it was. <laughs> and which is in no Impressive. way, it doesn't even come close to the prowess of an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Please. Harrison Ford in his Indiana Jones Prime can't hold a candle to in between Commando and Running Man Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know. He can wear the fuck out of a flannel. That's <laughs> true. I wonder, yeah, they have the same reaction when you open the shirt to where the lady had just, wow. wow. <laughs> anyway, uh, should we get started or anything else to mention? Oh, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to get off and running here. I got the, got the notes. Sweet. <laughs> okay, well, I guess go ahead, Chris. All right, we're going to get into the summary here. We begin our story in a train station to witness the arrival of some dudes that are definitely not hitmen. Uh, these guys head to a secluded cabin in the woods and proceed to kill the worst witness protection team in history. Uh, these are fucking terrible bodyguards. Two of them are playing Trivial Pursuit in the cabin while the other three are getting shot. <laughs> The uh, the music to start is like every soundtrack of every Arnold film, just and then like uh, I don't yes, know, it's, but with then, the exception like, of like one song at the beginning here, this entire soundtrack is just so very eighties. It's like very boilerplate eighties action. Movie. It's like everything like an Austrian Clint Eastwood movie would be. <laughs> <laughs> I also, yeah. also love that, like, uh, the dude that's in the room protecting Fredo Corleone is, like, the way he's shooting <laughs> a gun. Like, he's, he's like, shooting it, but he's, like, he's got his uh, his hands low, and it's, he's, it's, he's shooting it like it's the first time he's ever shot a gun. He's also an asshole because the guy pulls the oldest trick in the book at him. He, he like, pops the door open, peeks in, and then ducks, and then the dude shoots the wall three times. Uh, the, and then the, the guy, cop? yeah, hmm. and then the guy comes in and shoots the him. The aim of a goddamn uh, stormtrooper. <laughs> That's what he has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody in this movie except Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure Arnold's biceps are used as a, a aiming mechanism. <laughs> He's got huge iron sights. <laughs> like the peak of it, and then that little <laughs> vein that comes out right in the middle is the perfect sight. They just fucking can pop people off like that. Uh, the real problem with this scene, though, is the airplane trivial pursuit, and he asked him how many Academy Awards that Jane or Jane John Wayne has been nominated for, and the guy's like. Not enough, and they just move on to the next question. Yeah, like what you gotta, you gotta say did, something. Did you look? The guy it up? just rolls the dice. No, fuck that. No. <laughs> All right, now I'm curious. Did you look it up? No, I didn't oh, look it I up. I thought that I was your lead you. into you looking it up. <laughs> um, I actually I did three. 
<laughs> for the one Good where he's know. racist and that one where he did the... Oh, uh, the Conqueror, where yeah. he plays Genghis Khan? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't know. Three sounds right. Um, it, it also like took me a second because I had to rewatch or rewind this like at least three times. First of all, I figured out really quickly watch this movie. I'm like, I don't really care what's going on. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Like three times before, uh, figured out which one is his son, which is going to oh, yeah. come up in a second. But yeah, that definitely, yeah, that took me a couple watches. You know what? I watched it like fucking three times, and I'm just getting that. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! His son died. He's like, he had a son. <laughs> I, I knew he was talking about it a couple <laughs> times throughout the flick, but uh, I did not realize that asshole was in the cabin. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Until I watched it sober this last, like the last time I watched it, I did and that I, too. Like, was like paying attention like paying attention then i was like wait wait and i didn't notice it until this okay go go ahead with the next scene okay uh so <laughs> as aaron said earlier i'm sorry that's probably how they filmed the movie too <laughs> all right just go ahead with the next scene okay yeah, yeah, yeah just keep going. going just keep going <laughs> no no we got enough it's fine this cocaine's uh, not going to do itself <laughs> So the hit squad kills all the federal agents in the cabin and then kills the dirty snitch they were protecting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Later on, as the feds are cleaning up the carnage in the cabin, uh, Billy Madison's dad is heartbroken over one of the killed agents. (laughs) And it is, yeah, it is hard to watch. I haven't seen Darren McGavin this mad since he thought his other son, Billy Madison, cheated his way through high school. Like, like, I haven't (laughs) seen him that mad since. I haven't seen him this mad since they got him to act in Captain America in 1990. Did you watch that? <laughs> no. Oh. I've watched that once. Yeah, he is in that, and he does not look pleased about it. <laughs> Nobody really looks pleased in that movie. I wasn't he's pleased like, watching almost, it. Yep. <laughs> he's like almost as mad as uh, the time the uh, the furnace breaks in the Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Almost. Uh, and uh, because I love that movie so much, I actually have that lamp. Thank you for mentioning it. Nice. <laughs> Uh, so, so Billy Madison's dad tells another agent that whoever set up this hit is dead. He wants them to round up anybody who knew about the investigation, and somebody's gonna pay. Anyway, now for an episode of the Dukes of Hazard. Uh, <laughs> how much, how much do you love that Arnold Schwarzenegger is just chasing evil Knievel through a wooded area? What the fuck? It's is amazing. It? And this upbeat country ass song that they're playing during the like this fucking terrible uh, death that this guy is dealing with into this fucking chase scene is hilarious. Yeah. I just love that Arnold is so amazing with his driving skills, mm-hmm. but somehow still can't speak English. <laughs> How dare you? He felt the written portion like eight times. I think I mentioned this last time. I'm pretty sure this whole movie is just a lesson in diction for him or the running man. Actually, that's uh, that was one of the trivia things that oh. he's like, I came out of the movie a better actor is what he said. <laughs> so we watch Arnold in his Jeep chasing a motorcycle cop through a lumberyard. And then he cuts through the forest after they get out of the lumberyard to set up a trap. A trap in which he literally blows the dude off of his motorcycle with the fucking tank of gasoline. So, do we? First of all, do we think he put out the fire? No, or they just absolutely left? fucking not. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, do we think it's that this is 80s. where? Do we think this is where James Cameron got the idea for the T one thousand? Because it's like the exact same. He's wearing it does, the exact he same looks thing. Exact, he's got yeah. those fucking. So now we cut to the local sheriff's department as Arnold walks the handcuffed and surprisingly uninjured cop in to book him. Uh, we find out Arnold is the sheriff and that he busted this guy for impersonating a cop to extort people on the highway. There's a few surprises in this scene. Like, first you find out that Arnold is the sheriff and that this guy's not a cop. But the thing that stood out most to me is that he tried to blow this dude up over $50. <laughs> You don't fuck around. That's what I kept thinking throughout this entire scene. It's like, dude, like, this guy might have done some, you know, bad stuff. But, like, you're trying to kill the guy. You're fucking up that uh, lumber yard. Well, it was like a... Yeah, you want to know how many fucking industrial accidents you just caused in that lumber yard? (laughs) Yeah. He's fucking going through the one-way bridge, like, scraping up his car, (laughs) some other dude's car, a fucking boat. And he's, like, trying to set this fucking guy on fire. Like, crashing his motorcycle and everything just to, like, arrest him for... I mean, technically it's a felony, but fuck, at what point? <laughs> okay, so here, here's what he says. He says, impersonating an officer, resisting arrest, fraud, reckless driving, and lying to the sheriff. And I'm pretty sure it's that last one that he really cares about. <laughs> yeah, he really wanted to burn him alive. Yeah. 
He and was gotta, mad that he was under uninjured. You gotta, you gotta make note that he's doing it all while dressed like a fucking lumberjack. <laughs> yeah. First scene. First scene with the flannel. Yeah, he's got a he's got a, a jean jacket on. He's got denim jeans on. He's got the flannel on. Sorry, I'm, the movie's playing in the background for me. <laughs> okay. And I'm sure he's got some. I'm sure he's got denim boots on too. And he's okay, definitely like got the, suspenders on under that jacket. The chairman of <laughs> Levi Strauss and shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's actually from you know like Quebec is like. French Canadian. He's from the mm-hmm. Austrian Canadian part, which is just uh, <laughs> Ottawa. So that's why he's dressed in all denim. <laughs> so oh, it's, it's regional. It's a it's regional for him. Yeah, is, is, is uh, Strauss? Uh, Strauss is actually an Austrian. Austrian. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, then Strauss. there you go. Mm-hmm. It's all coming together. You know what Strauss means in German? Oh God, jeans. No denim. Oh, <laughs> damn it! I was so close. Yeah, you were in the ballpark. (laughs) Uh, So Arnold then heads home to find his wife baking them a cake and getting sloppy drunk. His wife is awesome. Yes, I I love his wife. Uh, So through an argument that they're having, we find out that Arnold and his wife have been living here for five years after having to leave New York because Arnold was driven out of his job as an FBI agent and that his wife fucking hates it here she can't stand this they kind of make it sound like they're in witness protection but they're not no they're not got fired and they decided to leave new york which i get because it's probably fucking expensive there then till still but like he wasn't gonna get a job i think because he was like a disgraced new york fbi agent that's what he said he said we i barely got this job like if they had actually prosecuted me i wouldn't be able to get any job but chris he could have stayed there they could have fought it (laughs) is that what she says yeah, that's what you're goddamn right. I side with his wife. Arnold yeah, was being he... <laughs> Plus, that cake looks pretty good. Like she is like yeah. slathering on that. Yeah, there's that a lot frosting. of frosting. I don't care. You can write whatever the hell you want on that cake. I'm still going to eat yep. it. <laughs> even uh, even after she throws it off the wall. Yeah, I'd be right there with <laughs> and, a spoon. <laughs> but you know what Arnold has to say? That's going to make us fat. Nah, <laughs> like fucking way to look a gift horse in the mouth, motherfucker. Jesus. <laughs> But look I at love him. cake look at, for dinner. Did you see that vascularity, that that ripped torso that he's packing? You don't get that with with uh, with uh, granulated sugars and and uh, all these processed things. The okay, white but cake, between white me and work. him, one of us can eat cake, and the other one probably shouldn't be eating cake. And I, I would find sure a man over which a one's cake. which. <laughs> I don't know. I she she uh, should probably eat the cake just because she needs to suck up some of that booze. It's <laughs> like, probably why she made cake. She's like, it's a good like absorbent for the alcohol, <laughs> so I don't feel like complete shit the next day, you know. But what do you learn from this scene, you guys? You should not drink and bake. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's that's like not that's a bad a line. line, but that's one of his worst deliveries. Like that wasn't an amazing delivery of that line. I, w- I wish yeah, they had like, gotten. You should not. It's very uh, uh, robotic. Not robotic. He's he's not. It's not like a joke. He's he's yeah, like yeah. He, he's like not laughing her a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like serious. He's like no. Like you don't. Not. don't How many times it. did they have to shoot that? I have no idea. Uh, I would love to see the outtakes, the blooper reel of raw deal <laughs> of her yeah. just throwing the cake over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, Arnold apparently has never met a pastry chef because. <laughs> <laughs> do a lot of drinking and baking drunk. we wouldn't have half of the confectionery delights we have without booze <laughs> yeah if booze didn't exist restaurants wouldn't be open not because they sell booze but because no one would want to work you think baked alaska yeah. was made by a sober person no someone who was both baked and from alaska probably came up with <laughs> what do you call it uh baked in alaska you just call it alaska here <laughs> so wait is she gonna make like that was their dinner that's what she said he's like what's for dinner so is she gonna make something else because she just threw it against the she, wall or she made herself three drinks that's her dinner <laughs> okay hell yeah all right and so he just probably like i said ate it off the ate it off the wall <laughs> just scraping it off the cabinet <laughs> yeah, blonde chicks that can drink like that are fucking <laughs> She was throwing it back. What was it? Wine? It was wine, right? Was it wine? No, she was drinking whiskey. No, yeah, was she like, was drinking whiskey or scotch. He, on the he rock, had some but... wine. That's right. He yeah, drank like, whiskey later. Yeah, she was. No, she uh, she was drinking because I was like, oh shit, she's got like either whiskey or scotch on the rocks right there. That's a big ass glass. And so, speaking of, later that night when 
So later that night, Arnold uh, carries his passed out wife to bed. But you'll notice that when he first picks her up, he has to pull a drink out of her hand as she fell asleep with the drink in her hand. Yes, he does. I mean, mm. yeah, we've all been there. The ability mm. to not spill is... <laughs> that is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my wife for that ability. So that's good. Okay. good on you, man. Good work, Laura. Wait, good do, you, yeah. do you pull it out of her hand before she spills it or will she go the whole night like to the next morning and the drink's still in her hand pull what out of her hand like a drink is that what you're talking <laughs> oh, about oh a drink <laughs> i was like this is getting really personal um no i mean i'll usually like shake past that with a drink in her hand i might like grab it but usually i'm about ready to go to bed at that time so i'll be like all right grab the drink like let's go to bed just like arnold did i'm not gonna like leave her pass out on the couch with a drink in her hand they have the best relationship too. When he picks her up, they still kiss and embrace. So wait, am I am I the dick for leaving her on the couch with the drink in her hand, like Erica? Yeah, I'm like, yes. well, I get the bed by myself tonight, so that's good. <laughs> I'm glad somebody else said it besides me. Aaron's yes. like, I actually drink the drink and then put the glass back in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach her, and then like pour some water on the ground or something like that. Or pour some whiskey on the ground, which is no, like, well, that's I, I what know. happens when you fall asleep. I know you wouldn't waste the whiskey like that. I would hope no. you would use water. Just pretend. Just pee on the ground. <laughs> Even better. Even better. No, she she'll she'll fall asleep every now and then with the drink when she's in bed, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna move that. Oh, in bed, yeah. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> no, 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 because I don't really drink in bed because we don't have like a TV in there or anything. Uh, okay. My favorite thing to do used to be was get the uh, you remember the little Heineken kegs? Yeah. Mm. You take those to bed? Yeah, I used to lay down and I would just fucking <laughs> pour it in my mouth, and then you know because you could. You can click it closed, and you don't have to worry about it pouring everywhere, right? So, <laughs> that is hilarious that and sad at the same time. <laughs> this was my life. <laughs> I would wake up every like few hours and just <laughs> pass back out. It was a it was an amazing life. <laughs> did, did you have, did it have its own like bassinet too? When you when you were done with it, and just put it in the bassinet. That was that was child abuse because once it was empty, I flung it across the room. <laughs> There was there was no there was no light at the end of the day for that fucking pork chop. Oh, all right. So anyway, after Arnold puts his <laughs> wife to bed, after he puts his wife to bed, uh, he receives a call from a talking mustache named Harry, who promises <laughs> to help him get back to the good old days if Arnold will help him out. Harry, of course, being Billy Madison's dad. Uh, so the next day, Arnold goes to meet Harry at. The Center for Children and Family Services, for some reason. I think that was like their, like their FBI's like cover place or something, right? Or no, he didn't. No, he specifically, yeah, he specifically says like, oh, the FBI uh, picks interesting places to meet. And then Harry's like, no, this has nothing to do with the Bureau. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I just really like this. This is usually where I hang out. I just like to watch sad women and children. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is where I pick up chicks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Arnold Arnold enters the building and goes into the goes into the first door on the right, which is labeled marriage counseling. And I was like, "Oh, good, he's going to marriage counseling," <laughs> but he's not. This, uh, <laughs> this oh, actually, I'll let you. I'll wait till the end of the scene. Go ahead. Okay. So Harry fills in Arnold on an ongoing investigation into a Chicago mob boss named Petrovita. The investigation is being led by Marvin Baxter, who is the same prosecutor who pushed Arnold out of his job. And they talk about how Arnold got pushed out of his job, which was for bringing in a suspect with like 13 broken bones, I think he says. Yeah. And my favorite part of this scene, which is going to sound dark, but my favorite part of this scene is when Arnold goes, he molested, murdered, and mutilated her. He has (laughs) such a hard time delivering that. I could not let such a moody maniac maintain his malevolent, murderous malfeasance. (laughs) Do you think think the writers were like, let's just try and fuck with him? Or at least yeah, one like scene. truly, uh, like maybe they had a different actor originally, and then they're like, "No, we got Arnold for this." Like, so you guys need to like rewrite the script. They're like, "Oh yeah, all right, well, <laughs> we'll rewrite luck, the fucking good luck script." With this motherfucker, you guys, less <laughs> syllables is what we mean. If you could do that, it'd be great. You want to avoid these consonants here, which I is get, most of the alphabet. Uh, 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 the three M's, you know, <laughs> the three M. Oh, so. Uh, after talking about that, Harry also reveals to Arnold that his son was one of the agents who was killed in the uh, the witness assassination. And like, just for a second, 
this is a totally different movie because Darren McGavin gives a really good fucking performance. Yeah, because he's he fucking crying, Darren McGavin. The and then they cut to black on that, and it's like they skip ahead, and I was like, that is a bad place to cut. <laughs> the so the 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 old man, the mob boss guy. I was like, why do I Vita, recognize yeah. that guy? Ah, he's from Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Yes, okay, he, yeah, was he's he? like, oh, yeah, he's like the owner of the Daily Bugle that takes over or something like that. Oh, and then oh, I was wow. like, how do I recognize the DA or whatever he is, the prosecutor? Oh, he plays yeah. Frank on Murphy Brown. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's such a trip. Like this whole movie is just filled with Hollywood, like. Royalty, royalty almost. Right? <laughs> like it's, it's just such a trip. Like, what was it? Uh, the other dude, fucking Paul Sheener, right? Which one? The uh, uh, the other uh, the main hitman for fucking. Uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Max. Uh, yeah, Jake Fratelli from the, yeah from the elder the, Fratelli, right? <laughs> yeah, from Goonies. <laughs> oh yeah, the Goonies dude as well, and then the other guy that's from Scarface. It's fucking. Uh, he yeah, was in Logan or, Run, Hawaii yeah, Five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was Rocka. in Roots, bro. <laughs> Damn, dude was in fucking roots, <laughs> and now he's having to fucking uh, stand there for take fifty of murder, <laughs> mutilated, and molested. <laughs> right? Cut, cut! You got it in the wrong order. It's molested, <laughs> mutilated, and then murder. Can we run it Just back? Edit in post. Just edit in post. Just switch them around. No, uh, no, no. It's uh, it's still the eighties, bro. We can't do that. Uh, what I also, speaking of all that, I really like about this scene is somehow Arnold manages to take the name Blair, which is just one syllable, and turns it into three syllables. <laughs> I was Blair. I was Blair. Blair. I, I can't even do it, but he, he every time it's like three syllables. Like, dude, it's it sounds like he's like it, uh, throwing up. Like Blair. Yes, I was Blair. It's Blair. It's fantastic. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> so Harry wants Arnold to go undercover in Petrovita's organization with the whole operation being funded by Harry personally because he just wants his fucking revenge. Uh, Harry will be off the, the books. Only- yeah, off the books. Harry will be the only person to know about the operation because it has become apparent that the mob has a mole that has been ruining every attempted operation to do with Petrovita. And this seems like a terrible, like, departed style deal. And yes. I- my first thought was like, Darren McGavin's getting his ass thrown off a roof. Like, <laughs> which I just realized <laughs> when you when you were like explaining it, I was like, oh shit, this is like three different movies. Like, uh, yeah. The Departed, and then you have like the these the scene where they were talking in the office reminded me of that like from Eraser when he when they bring him into the office in Eraser like at the beginning and like show him. I think it was. You're talking was about. Are you talking about when Arnold's dressed like a park ranger? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's in his, yeah. He actually is wearing his uh, uniform, his, his yeah, sheriff's his uniform. uniform. But, yeah. So much polyester. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same, like, there's no, you know, uh, William Madison, which I believe is William <laughs> Madison's dad. Uh, William Madison Sr. Um, like, he needs to set up, like, a will with a lawyer, like, hey, in case I die or something, you know. Like, yeah, don't let Arnold like... fucking go to jail. <laughs> like... Yeah, and spoilers for the rest of the movie, that's where I thought this was going, because it's mm. called Raw Deal, like, that's yeah. how he's gonna get his William deal. Madison is gonna die, and then no one's gonna believe Arnold was, like, hired by him. Like, how cool of a movie would have happened? Yeah, <laughs> a lot better in this one. Yeah, definitely. Been, you know what that would have been? It would have been The Departed. Yeah, it probably would have. <laughs> it's true. Um, I wonder if, still, wait, who who wrote the Departed. And if they were watching this when they were like, either, <laughs> I could do better than that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they just thought like we did. What would happen if they threw him off the roof, though? <laughs> <laughs> or so just just like the writers had a grudge against Darren McGavin. I'm like. He's like, oh, I'll, sh- I'll show them. Like, he writes that he's like, but yeah, he's like, who's McGavin's- the closest thing to Darren McGavin? Fucking Martin Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next shelf up from a Darren McGavin. <laughs> like Darren McGavin called somebody an asshole when they were uh, <laughs> like a key grip on a movie. When they somewhere. were a PA on this movie, and they were like, I'm a fucking. <laughs> I'll show you, old man. <laughs> called the best boy the worst boy, and they're like, oh, this fucking guy. It just gave him like PTSD, <laughs> made him driven. Uh, so Arnold agrees with the promise that he will be reinstated to the FBI when it's all over. And they end the scene by uh, with Harry going, well, what do you say? And Arnold goes, you think I still pass the physical? <laughs> Which is like, not even a question, man. 
Did we cover the other alliteration of Petrovita's pie? We did not. I did not get that okay. one. Okay, <laughs> I wanted to make sure I put that in there. That's that is important. One. Everybody's trying to take a piece of Petrovita's pie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we now go to some oil refinery at night as Arnold calls in a phony break-in and parks his cruiser near some silos of oil and uh, causes a leak. He then gets on a motorcycle, which is the most confusing part to me, because did he just drive there in the middle of the day and park his motorcycle there? Yeah. And then walk home? (laughs) Walk home? Yeah. Yeah. He ran home. He's like, I do need to get him running. (laughs) So he gets on a motorcycle, and then as he's driving away, shoots a flare into the oil to to cause a gigantic explosion. Fucking to so the whole point of this is to fake his death. If it if it were that easy to fake your death, I would have done it twice by now. <laughs> <laughs> this guy yeah. just it seems to hate this town. Yeah, I was about to say like, how many fucking people did he just put out of work right now? Like, well, no, they, they said it, they said it was closing. Oh, did so, they? Yeah, on the sign it did say that but oh. also the name of the company was Irvin International and yeah. the director was John, John Irvin, Irvin. Oh. <laughs> so also like are you just not supposed to think about the fact that there isn't a body when he tries to kill himself off like there's <laughs> yeah. no fucking body in there uh, yeah. again I like to think that for Arnold the explosion has less to do with faking his death and more to do with looking super badass as he drives away <laughs> yeah, which but- like mission accomplished I gotta admit but you know yeah still, honestly yeah. but he looks like a fucking he looks like one of those uh those Russian bears on a unicycle where he's on that motorcycle because that's, that's the wrong size bike yeah, for him, dude. Ballet. It's like a triumph and he's a like a monster compared to that thing. <laughs> Should have just put one of those those uh, cylinder hats on too. <laughs> the fez. <laughs> yeah, the fez. Uh, also, I, I'm guessing his wife is not in on this plan, which will prove to be correct later on. Yeah. As he lets her think that he, yeah, he lets her think that he is dead for this entire movie. Yeah. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> God bless yeah, her. So I think the director was like a big fan of John Wayne because of that earlier. And then John Wayne mm. put his name on the airport, you know. So then he's like, oh, fuck, I want to do that. Like John Wayne, I'm going to put my name on. <laughs> An oil refinery this that's oil refinery. doing bad and closing this down my... and that I'm going to blow up. <laughs> that's his John Wayne tribute. Yeah. <laughs> put your name on shit. Uh, so after the explosion we see arnold prepping his false identity as we hear harry explain all the mob the different mob dealings that go on in chicago so that he knows what's going on that he Um, already explained though right uh he kind of he he explained about the investigation but now he's literally laying out like this is the structure of the mafia and these are the people you need to talk to and and the people you need to infiltrate this Um, is when he uh he's getting ready right yeah this is when he's getting ready uh, I just think it's amazing that they present Arnold with slicked back hair as like yes. a reveal of yeah, how th- deep undercover he's going. <laughs> it's his gangster persona right there. Yeah, he's like, exactly. Have that little little part down the middle, sort of, and then exactly. like the slick the hair back. Double and they do this shot suit. where like he flips this mirror, and you see Arnold is supposed to be like, "Oh my god, he's like a different person." The suits he wears while he's undercover, man, makes me feel bad for whatever hotels are missing curtains. Those fucking, <laughs> the prints on those things, they just look like Motel 6, dude. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I looked in and uh, John Wayne only won one Oscar huh? for True, True Grit. That's it. Loser. <laughs> Deserve it. I've never seen the original one. I've only seen the one with where uh, Jeff uh, Bridges is just fucking hammered throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Imagine that, but just fucking more... Okay, like like a a drunk that doesn't keep himself as composed, or was he just not as drunk as Jeff Bridges? He was probably drunker. I don't think there was a day in his life he wasn't fucking lit, dude. (laughs) John Wayne? Yeah. 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 Any man that could die with that amount of uh, unprocessed beef in their system. (laughs) You were doing a lot of late night drunk eating. (laughs) Oh, that's the Uh. best. (laughs) That's why they called him the Duke, bro. (laughs) I thought it's because he went to the school Duke. No, it was no. poop. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> like Dookie, I got it. He just really liked that Green Day album, Dookie. Yeah, with a Dookie. cowboy hat. 
yeah. more like Texas. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> stop, stop, stop ripping on John, John Wayne. That's for what? Like three? Nobody, apparently? Listening? <laughs> yeah. No idea. Who the fuck is for the, John Wayne? For the two assholes in the cabin playing Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. Uh, so Arnold's first order of business when he gets to Chicago is to go to a small underground casino that's owned by Lamonsky, who is a rival to Petrovita. And wreck up the place. We used to work for him too, right? Yeah, we do find out that he used to work for him in the past. Okay, um, but he's he got too big for his bridges, and now he's uh, moving up. <laughs> and I really I like so he starts off by revealing that the craps table is rigged. He like throws these two like ball bearings onto the craps table, and they like magnetically go to a certain number. So oh. what is what is that? Do like so? Does that mean that the dice are magnetized too? Then, or yeah, I assume I assume you have to use the house dice, and the house dice are magnetized. Anybody, anybody know how that how cheating with that stuff works, Joe? Is it magic or magnets? <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> um, yeah, you can get like weighted dice. It's so it's like... it's just weighted on one side, so it will pop up like snake eyes or whatever. Yeah, I mean it'll probably be seven more. Often than not, which yeah. I mean, which is usually how craps works. Anyways, like you don't need a rig. You're fucking <laughs> your gambling games. Like you're gonna get that money regardless. But yep. that's how you get greedy. Um, Do you run an underground gambling <laughs> ring, Joe? I wish. <laughs> oh. If you do not send me an invite, <laughs> okay, I will not send. Because I one. have uh, dormant problems. <laughs> that i'd like to reawaken yes probably a lot easier for you to go to like paula than it would be to come all the way up to seattle well vegas is cheap right now you can get to vegas (laughs) on a flight pretty not that i've checked but you can do it (laughs) usually southwest like 60 bucks oh no 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 spirit is like you get there in a less than like 45 minutes and you're walking (laughs) into the plaza Walking into the plaza, they're handing you some molly. It's it's party time, dude. <laughs> what? No one's done that when I went to the plaza. Oh, you're hanging out with the wrong group of people, Joe. I mean, I'm usually on acid, but... <laughs> oh, well, maybe it's the right... We need to team up and do some candy flips, bro. <laughs> yeah, I've never done candy flipping. Oh, it's always the first time. At Vegas, that's the best place to do that's, that. <laughs> that's the f- first place I did acid, and basically almost every time I've done it has been there, so... One of the best times I had by myself was uh, on Mushrooms on Fremont Street. And I, I urge you all to do that at least uh, once in your life. I, but maybe you take a buddy, Aaron. I don't trust you by yourself. I'm not going to do Mushrooms again. He didn't say on Mushrooms. He just doesn't trust you by yourself. Yeah, in general. <laughs> you should have a buddy in that room with you right now. <laughs> I ended up, yeah, by myself while I was super high on acid on Fremont Street. And it was great. That's fantastic. Yeah. If you go there on the right day and you're tripping, you might be able to see like one of the best uh, Van Halen tribute bands and you'll yeah. think you're actually seeing Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, back at the underground casino, everybody clears out as soon as he uh, throws the craps table over and he starts throwing <laughs> around all these mobsters, including literally hanging one of them off like the heating ducts. Yeah. <laughs> like a cartoon. And I like how not a single one of these like six mobsters thinks to pull a gun on him until after he's left. Didn't have time. <laughs> he didn't have time. He's too fast. Oh, they all were like, I can take him. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's that's it's probably yeah. more of that because it seems like everybody in this movie is like, oh fuck this guy. Yeah, does not recognize the size of him. His <laughs> arms are bigger than my head. I can totally it's, take it's, this. It's, guy. it's probably like uh, this movie takes place in like uh, supposed to take place in like the real world where like people are like, oh fuck this guy. Like I can take him. He may be big, but I don't want to fucking fight. And then like they don't realize that it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger character. <laughs> fucking takes place in Vice City. <laughs> the suits, man. <laughs> so now Arnold goes out to the parking lot where he has this huge tow truck, which he drives straight through the restaurant casino with a very polite smile on his face. He just looks so happy, too. Yeah. yeah. And I, I really like the part where he's driving. He's about to drive through the restaurant and he has to stop to like tell some people like, hey, could you please move over? You're in my way. <laughs> And then they fucking tell him about his lights. He goes, yeah, thanks. And then he turns lights. on his lights. Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck did he get this tow truck? No fucking It was sitting clue. across the street. 
Yeah. No, no, he brought this tow truck. I'm telling you, it's Grand Theft Auto, dude. Oh, oh yeah, true. Because he doesn't have, he has no problem getting into it and shooting yeah. it. No, he brought the yeah. tow truck. I, I thought he was gonna hotwire it, you know, but he's just nope. <laughs> so like, I have the keys. It's a uh, Rick's Auto and Truck Service. I don't know. Is, <laughs> I want to see that a Rick yet. <laughs> No, I want to see the next day when he's talking to Harry about what he did. And Harry's like, you spent how much to rent a fucking tow truck? And then you put it through this oh, yeah. fucking building. Harry also gave him $25,000. Yeah. Harry uh, tells him at the beginning of the movie, he's got 45000 in savings. And they're going to, yeah. well, no, no, he gives him 25000 in cash. Okay. But, but he, yeah, he has 45000 in savings to like fund the operation. And so Arnold is just burning through this fucking money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> he went out and bought himself a bunch of suits. He bought himself a tow truck. <laughs> and the next scene, he gives like the girl like or the couple scenes he's like here's an here's twenty thousand dollars do with it what you will yeah <laughs> um how much of that money do you think he spent on hair job <laughs> la looks wasn't cheap la looks he's getting the costco size oil drum <laughs> little squirt top <laughs> fucking pump no it's more like a like it's a tap like a keg <laughs> gonna, like, pump it up yeah it just squirts it directly just onto sprays his head. it all over his head. All while just yelling like a maniac. <laughs> uh, so the next day, we see a meeting between the two mobsters, Petrovita and Lemonsky. Petrovita is telling Lemonsky he's got to clear the fuck out of town. And in return, Lemonsky tries to murder him. And one of Petrovita's hmm. bodyguards is killed in the process. Yeah, you know what, dude? What? Uh, Oakside boys ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> That's <just> fucking right. <laughs> so the way they try to murder him is uh, he's walking uh, to his car on the yeah, docks. Yeah, the Warfield from Superman's walking to his car. <laughs> and they bring a bus, like drive a bus by, and they all stick their, like, it's like a, they all stick guns out the window of the bus and start shooting at the car. And yeah. they all dive. And they would have got him if they just would have stopped the fucking bus. And then- yeah. Walked out of the bus and then com- like continued shooting him, but they yeah. decided, eh, might as well keep going. We probably got him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just had as many bullets as they just brought. Like we need to keep stuff minimal as far as bullets. You know? <laughs> yeah. Look, you guys, budget. we're trying to keep the overhead real low. It's really getting the numbers are out of control right now. I've been running them. We've been talking with our accountants, and we just can't do this shit anymore. We got to start <laughs> thinking with our minds and our wallets if we want this mob business to take off. We really, really have got to start thinking about, you know, drive-bys that are going a little faster. <laughs> well, uh, sir, um, how much was the bus rental? Like, we have cars. Uh, well, we, just we need to be all in the same. Co- it's safety in numbers, Joe. Haven't I told you this? I've stressed uh-huh. this no- more than once in, uh, in the uh, introductory uh, meeting that we had when we all got together with our guns and we all shot him at each other. It was all funny. <laughs> and now we got to get on the bus and we got to work as a team, cohesive unit. Shoot this dude. Come on. Okay. <laughs> right. Synergy, Joe. Let's Synergy. <laughs> Keep it in sync. You're Justin Timberlake. I'm Fatone. I don't, We're going to do what, it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's, it's, like 1986. it's 1986. That joke doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> You're living a simpler, easier life. <laughs> you know, you're you're uh, Joey McIntyre. I'm Donnie Wahlberg. That that that's that's one, right? I don't think that works for a couple years. I'm ago, the Mac uh, Daddy, and you're the Daddy Mac. Is that getting closer? <laughs> I think that's '90s. That's getting closer. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking we're closer. Okay. I was just listening to Chris Cross today. That one song that they had still holds up, man. <laughs> I got to give those the one about jumping. Yes, <laughs> that's a, that a very catchy tune. Mm-hmm. Did it make you anyway? <laughs> Go ahead. Arnold's next step is to uh, carjack Lamonsky's girlfriend and steal her jewelry. Uh, later that night, he heads to another casino run by Petrovita's right hand man, Raka. What? I mean, he might have stole her jewelry, but more importantly, mm-hmm. he stole the driver's lunch. <laughs> right. That guy was not happy about that. Yeah, he also yeah, he, he stole the card. Stick at him. Yeah, yeah, but the guy's like, "You stole my fucking lunch!" And he chucks a stick, which is not <laughs> even close to the car. But um, it's you guys, if nothing else, he has good taste in jewelry. You have bad taste in men. <laughs> Just what he tells her. Yeah, yeah. When he steals her fucking jewelry. Well, uh, Joe, did you get her name in the credits? Yes. Okay, cool. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so 
let's I see. Just later that night, that. <laughs> later that night, he heads to another casino run by Petrovita's right hand man, uh, Raka. Um, he. <laughs> He gets into the casino by telling the doorman, well, by bribing the doorman, basically. But the doorman at first says that he can't come in. And then he goes, I'm not a cop. I'm a player, which is like the most cop thing you could possibly yeah. say. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Uh, once I'm not he gets- a player. I just cop a lot. <laughs> Wait, no, that's backwards. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, once he's down in the casino, Arnold arranges a meeting with Raka and uh, gets friendly with a compulsive gambler. I'm pretty sure this is the first failed opportunity to use I'll be back. I can't remember where exactly it was, but he says, like, I'll be right back or something like that. I know there's two because I noticed it twice. Yeah, that's See, it later was, in the movie. It was evolving still. <laughs> <laughs> I shall return at a later time and or date. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to schedule a time for another meeting? <laughs> That's not going to work out. Uh, when he goes to meet Raka, he explains that he's been antagonizing Lemonsky as an audition for joining Petrovita's crew. He also meets Max, a high-level mobster who is clearly threatened by Arnold and does not trust him. Which Max is the Fratelli brother. Was it at this point when Max got there? Was it at that point that he said, "Welcome to the party"? Uh, he because he says it somewhere in he this. He says fucking it. House, I think when he gets inside of there, or something like that. Uh, okay, yeah, I had it. I had counted up to two at this point. I can't remember the other one. He said it twice already. Yeah, he said it one other time, but I did not write that part down. I was kind of- <laughs> the line that I caught from this scene, which is a bad line, is. Max, if you're the best there is, the wheel would have never been invented. <laughs> Which is like, what the fuck is that, Arnold? Burn. <laughs> he came up with that one on his own. Yeah, that like was it, an improv. He's like, in German, that is much funnier. It, yeah, exactly. It, it, it works a lot better when you say it in German. <laughs> I've been taking improv classes at UBG. You guys should let me, let me try and do it a couple times on my own. I don't need writers. It's just the first, yeah, when he first starts taking the improv classes, it's not as good yet. <laughs> I'm part of the upright citizen brigade. <laughs> you get, can you do get it. To like, to, but, but he was like at the top of his game when you get to like, he wrote all his own lines for Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think that was just somebody else not wanting to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, fuck it. Let him, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, don't, we'll just no. dress him up. We'll just film them doing shit, and we'll just edit it in post. Like we don't even have to like script. Did you it out. see? Did you see who they gave us for the Batman and the Robin? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. The checks are cashed. Let's just do this shit and go home. The nipples—they have nipples on their costumes. I don't want to be directing the shit. So, <laughs> I just thought about Mister Freeze. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's all right. Uh, so Arnold's false identity is Joey Brennan, a criminal from Miami who will have a long rap sheet if they decide to look him up. Uh, Arnold, after the meeting, goes back out into the casino and gets even friendlier with that gambling addict from before. And he gifts her a huge stack of chips. He just bake it on the fact that they're not going to look him up then, right? What do you mean? Like No. They, he specifically chose a real person. Yeah, yeah. They so that if they looked him up, they'd see a, a rap sheet. That of it's like, the 80s that they actually yeah, have Yeah, they to don't like... have... Yeah, yeah, there's a lot more investigation that goes into looking yeah. somebody up. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> They're playing Baccarat, by the way. Is that a, how's that game? Are they? I've never played it. Okay, is it, a, is it a poker game? No, it's... It's pretty close to, like, even odds as even you can odds? get... Oh, yeah. oh! You, I thought you, there so was like, a game called Even Odds. I was like, "What a bad name for a game!" <laughs> yeah, because it wouldn't be Even Odds. Um, but that's all of it I know about it. So <laughs> it's a good game to play, then. Yeah, because I don't think you actually have to make any decisions, and you get pretty close to even odds. So okay, that's the one that, James Bond played a lot. That's it, all it, I know it? about background. I was yeah. gonna say, uh, Even Odds sounds like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Arnold Schwarzenegger like has even yeah. odds. No, yeah, but it's he that's when he adopts twins. <laughs> um, both look like Danny DeVito. Are their last name are odds, but he's got two of them. <laughs> or four of them. I don't know. They multiply or something. We'll get some sci fi stuff in there. They multiply. There's two, there's four, then there's eight. That's why they're even. Their last name are odds. Boom. <laughs> Shit writes itself. Done All well dressed done. like Mr. Freeze. 
<laughs> but no powers of Mr. Freeze. He just has the costume. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't tell in the fucking in the scene where he gives her all his chips. Did he just give her a thousand dollars, or did he like make a bunch of money first and then give it to her? Those are those are the chips that he gave him. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there's... Rocka Rocka oh, gives him a thousand dollars to play with. But then when he gives them to her, I yeah, I wasn't sure if he just sat down or if he had been winning for a while. Oh man, because losing improves your character, but winning (laughs) improves your wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go buy something nice, (laughs) (laughs) or just lose it all at this table again. That's fine. My name's Joey, (laughs) aka Mister Steal Your Girl. Uh, he so looks happy. like fucking. He looks like somebody that would hang out with Pitbull. That's what he looks like. <laughs> Pitbull. <laughs> like a, like maybe Pitbull's not his bodyguard, but like his bodyguard's very oddly close friend. <laughs> <laughs> so after Arnold goes, uh, after Arnold leaves the building. He's followed by three mob dudes who he fucking wipes the floor with in an alleyway Mm -hmm. until a couple of cops break up the fight and they all run away, except for Arnold. Uh, So next we see one of the guys involved in the assassination at the beginning of the movie as a team of feds raids uh, one of Petrovita's safe house and seizes over $100 million. In fake money. Very, very (laughs) fake money. Very fake money. Yeah. (laughs) 1980s money. That's what it looked like. Is that what it looked like? It looked like Monopoly (laughs) money back then? Yeah, yeah. Later on, it started changing into like gold-flaked fucking bullshit. (laughs) Sorry. Looks like they spilled Rumpelmans or fucking (laughs) Goldschlager all over it. Uh, so we cut to Petrovita chewing out Raka over all the money he just lost. And Raka mentions that he might have somebody to replace the bodyguard who was killed. Uh, Petrovita says he's going to find out from the mole where the money is being kept and steal it back. Uh, later on, Raka is meeting with Arnold again and agrees to hire him, but only on a temporary basis. Uh, on his way out, Arnold runs into the gambling junkie again and proceeds to neg the shit out of her. Which works like a charm, because she goes home with him. <laughs> what does he yep. say to her? Uh, they, they're talking about... He said, oh, maybe you should try a different hobby. She's like... Oh, yeah. Uh, I did <laughs> do the other night. Your money didn't change a thing. Yeah. And then he's like, and tonight, I got out with cab fare. Maybe you should try a different kind of recreation. What, like tennis? Sorry, I'm watching the movie right now, too. I know. Losing <laughs> a tennis wouldn't make me feel any better. Uh, and then he's like, the exercise might. and Exactly. You know, and that worked. <laughs> Dead <laughs> there was dialogue he... in the, in the scene. <laughs> <laughs> what were you looking at? What? Uh, boobs. Boobs. Okay, that's what <laughs> yeah. I was looking at too. That's why I'm like, yeah. That's why I'm. He's like you. so concerned about like his like. There's just so many different uh, references to working out and like needing yeah. to work out. And people should have worked out more in comparison to Arnold. Everybody else in this movie. Just, they're not even, they don't look like they're trying all that yeah. hard. They protect us. I don't feel safe if that's what our CIA and FBI look like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you shouldn't. I mean, they got fucking blown away pretty easy in the first scene. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesus. You saw the way that guy was shooting his gun. <laughs> so they go back to her apartment and Arnold. That, that's where they were? I thought they just rented a hotel or went up to like I thought it was her apartment. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, wherever they are, uh, Arnold and his lady friend get very tipsy over a couple bottles of champagne and Arnold, uh, pretends to pass out. Like they're, like they're going to bed and then they get into bed. She opens his shirt and goes, wow. Or what does she say? She's like, yes. I'm like, oh, wow. And I feel like that's, that's, that's in a different line or a movie. Like somebody said, oh, wow. Like when he took off his shirt or something like that, but I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah, me too. What movie was that? I think that's in his contract that it happens at least once <laughs> yeah, okay. in every film. I, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure that's woman. been yeah, several movies. Oh, it's um, in uh, Hercules in New York. Hercules in New York, yes. Yeah. Oh. It's when he takes oh. off and starts in front of the poster. He starts like flexing, like uh, moving his titties around and stuff like that. <laughs> She's like, oh, Maybe wow. it's an it's an homage. <laughs> yeah, what's her name? Valerie, I think. I don't, I don't think that's her name. I think I fucked it up again. You'd, anyway. Uh, I don't fucking know. Oh, Helen. That's right. Hey, Valerie. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, so while Arnold is passed out, uh, 
this lady is on the phone giving all of his personal information to somebody on the other end, uh, which Arnold hears from the bedroom because he's pretending to be asleep. It's such uh, a it's such a Looney Tunes moment, dude. It's yeah, such a straight up like Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd kind yeah, of like, shit. <sighs> Walking out, he like walks out into the hallway, still doing the fake snore. Yeah. Like it's does she not notice? Like uh, it's getting closer and faker. <laughs> in time. And why does he have his passport wrist in his jacket? <laughs> He has his social security card in there too, which apparently some people do. But like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, his snoring sounds like he sounds like Geppetto from the 1960s movie Pinocchio. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like one of the Three Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> <sounds like>. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I love about this scene is before he passes out, how fucking giggly Arnold is. Like that's yeah. that's a thing we never see out of Arnold, and it's no, amazing. It's, it's, I love it. It feels like a real moment. Like he was actually drunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he was acting, acting. Yeah, that's true. He that's was... how deep his acting has gotten. <laughs> acting as an actor. That's what really stepped his game up. Meta. Yeah, all at the same time. It's everything. <laughs> he is his generation's best. Really. Yeah. You know how many Academy Isn't... Awards Arnold's been nominated for? Not enough. Exactly. <laughs> Just an honor either way. <laughs> Just to be thought about? Yes. <laughs> Just in general. Just yeah. Just to come up, just to come up in conversation, <laughs> like at the Academy Awards when the the winners like, oh, yeah, I hung out with Arnold Schwarzenegger the other day. Oh yeah, how was that? Pretty, that was actually pretty fun. Okay, and then no, I was like, what the, an honor by the cleaning crew the night before. <laughs> have, have you seen Rod Deal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. <laughs> uh, so the next day. Uh, Raka is trying to talk Petrovita out of going after the sea's money, but Petrovita won't hear it. Hmm. Uh, later on, Arnold and uh, Max, the the elder Fratelli, go out on Arnold's first job <laughs> to a gay bar to shake down some dude for uh, not or no, not for not paying them, but for also paying Lamonsky. So specifically, a drag bar. Yeah, it was a drag bar. A drag bar. Okay. Gotcha. So did did it look like a drag to me? It looked fun. <laughs> yeah how dare you joe it's true gay bars are a lot of fun uh, so this guy didn't own the bar right i don't just... think so okay did you guys notice the bartender looked exactly like eddie izzard you know? <laughs> he kind of he does yeah a little bit does. a chubbier like an eddie izzard before he started trying a little harder i don't know <laughs> Yeah. I, I felt like he looked like the flock of seagulls. This is a weird reference. Never mind. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Flock of seagulls? The, the flock of seagulls airport guy from uh, the wedding center. Uh, yep. That's <laughs> oh, who yeah. I thought he looked like. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's his father. And that's their, uh, <laughs> that was his way of honoring his dad. <laughs> that was never even in the script to be flock of seagulls. He was just like, pops would dig it. <laughs> Uh, to me, he just looked like a dude named Josh. Don't ask me why. <laughs> dude named Josh. That, that guy's name is probably Josh. Uh, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> nope. Uh, so they're shaking down this dude. Max pulls out his knife and is about to kill the guy. But Arnold intervenes and makes Max even more suspicious. So Arnold basically saves the dude from getting stabbed, but just like runs him down the what was it, a makeup table and fucking yeah, yeah. splashes red paint all over his fla- face. And he's like, this is what you're going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. You ever get in my way again, I'll kill you. I hope you're not your mother's only child. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, much better in German. <laughs> Those improv classes, they're like... Eh. <laughs> That's what yeah, James Cameron leaning over to somebody else going... Those improv classes are really paying off. Like, dude, like, do we want to shoot that with that line? And I was like, "What are you talking about? That was perfect." (laughs) You can't catch that magic again. (laughs) I'll be in the trailer with whoever this actress is. Which is even funnier considering where they are in that scene. I know. I just like to think that he doesn't realize that they're that they're guys. They're in a drag like, bar. He doesn't realize. He's like, he's like, no, come on, you, you're nice. Wow, come they're on. really loose with the topless scenes in this one. 
never met a woman with hands bigger than me. <laughs> You're so interesting. <laughs> Uh, so we cut from here we cut to the next day we see Lemonsky uh, playing golf and telling his du- telling his guys that he wants a hit put out on Arnold uh, <laughs> we then see Arnold and so they I don't remember them ever saying the gambling addict's name but I found out it was Monique yes which I found out like uh, reading the, the trivia but yeah otherwise I have I have the lady written down yeah Okay, so it wasn't only me. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, since you brought that up, I'm going to bring that this up uh-huh. now. Uh, I think this is this movie's biggest problem is they're terrible at establishing names and like I'm mm-hmm. kind of an idiot, so I need to be like told shit over and over. But everyone's very white. Mm-hmm. Everyone's mm-hmm. super eighties, so it's hard to fucking tell everybody apart. And then everybody's got like it's the same shit I hate with fantasy as well everybody's got fucking stupid names so i'm like who is <laughs> levinsky and who is Pavarotti or whatever the fuck their names are like, i can't tell these people apart and it's only like after watching it the second time that it actually like made sense but i i didn't like uh spoilers for a future of the movie i don't know why you would listen to this before you watch it or whatever but like baxter the he's all crying at the end you know and he doesn't want to get shot and it wasn't until Arnold gave him the line at the end that I realized who that was. <laughs> you know, I didn't get any of that because everybody looks the fucking same and nobody uses anybody's goddamn names. Or if they do, they'll use their first name in one scene and their last name in another scene. So yeah. it's like, who's Harold and who's Baxter? Oh, shit, that's the same person? <laughs> oh, what? Like, I, it doesn't make any fucking sense. They, they should have just, like, uh, did, like, uh, references to, to stuff they're in that you know. Like, like Frank from Murphy Brown. No, Frank from right. Murphy Brown? <laughs> <laughs> why could just do that yeah. yeah or just give people wild like haircuts you know like somebody's got a buzz not even wild like somebody's got a buzz cut and then you know like you know it's easy to establish but same shit with fantasy when everybody's white and everybody's got fucking the same kind of names you know and they're all kind of dressed the same it's hard to tell everybody apart so get your shit together John Irvin not everything can be as well acted as Star Trek or like uh, pretty much Joe, Joe just described the running man, which is like buzz cut. The guy has a buzz saw. Buzz saw. He's got a buzz saw. Very easy exactly. to figure out who that is. Yeah, that's very true. That's when they figured it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, well, and, and they had they had a black guy. They had brown people in that movie. Mm-hmm. This oh, movie, yeah. Professor everybody's way except for one dude, <laughs> which and guy? that is the police, the sergeant who answers the phone about the bomb threat. Mm, yeah, I think that's oh, the only yeah. non-white person in this movie that has a line. Yeah, like a I think role. the reason though that the Running Man has so much diversity is because it's supposed to be the future. They're filming Raw Deal in the eighties. There wasn't any <laughs> minorities in the eighties, if you remember. Yeah, nope. they tried to pretend there were no minorities. <laughs> <in> the 80s. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's, so that's like, why it was this dystopian. Dy- yeah, <laughs> uh, dystopia. Running back. Yeah, that's why. There are, we're, there's so many brown people just running wild. <laughs> yep, that's why. They, yeah, they can see us and they talk to us in English. <laughs> it's, like it's, a, it's a horrifying <laughs> minorities on TV. That's people. what was the fall of society. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It all started with TGIF Fridays. <laughs> and it went from like step by step with a Patrick Oracle. Duffy and a Suzanne Summers, and all of a sudden you're in the Winslow household. We can't have we can't have these things. Exactly. This ruins everything. And now it's the running Did man. I do that? Yes, you did. You caused the downfall of society. <laughs> and now Arnold has an explosive around his neck. <laughs> Turning into a clan meeting. <laughs> Keep going. Anyway, um, wait, Go hold on. There was there was no brown families in TGIF though. Yeah, there was the one black family, and there was oh. like no brown people. Let's but there's no Mexicans in all of TGIF. No Asians. Like, there was a there was a Mexican sitcom on Fox, and then you had the George Lopez show, but that was post TGIF. Yeah, that was the even same like, time. S- even, no, um, George Lopez was after TGIF. Yeah, it was like ten years later. But he really does span. He does span every year, though. Sure, he really does. You know, even though the show came out later, he was still uh, omnipresent, (laughs) (laughs) like Jesus. 
It was yeah. it was Ponch and then George Lopez. <laughs> and nobody and in between. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Which I, Mayor, one of these days, yeah. I'll send you a picture of it after uh, after we're done. I have a ceiling sized uh, tapestry of both George Lopez and Punch. Really? It's oh, actually hanging above me right now. <laughs> it's the Sistine Chapel thing where they're touching fingers like God and, and Adam, oh, you've right? you've seen it. Yeah. You've seen it. I love it's it. It's awesome. That's awesome. It's fantastic. It's very, it's calming. And uh, I wouldn't be able to make it through most of my days without it. <laughs> you wouldn't be where you are if it weren't for those two, you know? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Not even allowed to talk to white people, according to eighties movies. I'm sorry, I was staring at the tapestry. <laughs> anyway, so like I said, I don't know that they say this lady's name, but her name is Monique, so I'm going to start saying Monique because I only have so many ways of saying gambling addict. Uh, <laughs> next, we see Arnold and Monique show up to a mob dinner party where Arnold is supposed to meet Petrovita for the first time. Uh, also, at this point, Max discreetly gets himself like a picture of Arnold, and and we also find out that Max is the person who Monique was talking to on the phone and given all of uh, Arnold's personal information. Uh, so Petrovita meets with Arnold, and they kind of go back and forth a little bit, and they consider him as maybe a replacement for his bodyguard, but Petrovita says that he needs to prove himself first. All right, and that's going to do it for part one of Raw Deal. Um, I guess just hang tight and listen to the next episode, which we released at the same time as this one. So, yeah, check out that second part. And, okay, bye. Dear the party, Richter, 